This is the Retail Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. On that third mega trend, where consumers really have taken over the shopping channel, they're walking into stores a lot more informed. We don't hide from the fact that retail is difficult, you know, every day is a challenge, but that excites the customer, they love that. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado, and thanks for joining us on this episode. Today, we're sitting down with Aaron Kilgore, Regional Sales Manager for Resource Label Group, a company that works to fulfill complex and custom label solutions for various brands across different industries. Aaron's going to give us some examples for some extended content labels. We're also going to talk about the nuances of the creation process and overall help us understand what the extended content label can do for you. How you doing, Aaron? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. So, Aaron, let's get some context and definitions out of the way early. Can you start by telling us a little bit about what you do as regional sales manager over at Resource Label Group? Absolutely. So, Resource Label Group uh, is kind of broken up into several uh, facilities across the United States. And as regional sales manager, I manage the three facilities that we have that are in the southeast region of the United States in Tennessee and Alabama. Alrighty, and let's get into uh, kind of a de- the main definition we need to get out of the way before we get started is uh, ECL, right? We're going to be throwing that acronym around, Extended Content Labels. Uh, can you define that for us? Sure. So Extended Content Labels are basically any label that is more than just a single ply or a single label um, platform. So if you think about a label that you see on any product in a store, you're basically reading the front of the label. Extended content labels take that further by allowing you to open those up and have content behind that front label or inside of it. Can you give us an example just so we can visualize it? Sure. Well, there's there's several directions you can go. You can go with products that have it as the primary label. So a lot of folks would think of infant formula where it peels open and you can see the, the additional information inside. Or you think of a, a lawn and garden chemical that you may get at a Home Depot or a Lowe's. And on the back of that trigger sprayer, you have this booklet with all of this information inside of it. Um, another one would be coupons. So there's millions and millions of instant redeemable coupons that go out on products every year. And those are usually uh, bright colors, save 50 cents now, that sort of thing. And those are extended content labels. So from a sales perspective, you know, what kind of versatility or value do you usually talk about when you're trying to really articulate, you know, the, the diversity of application possible with ECLs? Well, the biggest thing that we try to use is there's, there's kind of two buckets. You have the side where you have it's a requirement because of the EPA or some FDA or some regulatory body requires there to be a certain amount of information on a package. So you have that kind of bucket on one side. The other side, you have brands that really want to tell a story or really want to engage their consumer with additional information. So I, I, I like that you gave us all these examples, right? Because I think it obviously it immediately gives you like an obvious uh, you know visualization of what we're talking about here. But when we're talking about you know the possibilities with this kind of technology and these kind of labels, is there anything that, you know, has evolved over time or um, how have we seen this change as, as, you know, because it's not necessarily new, right? Sure. So extended content labels have been around for a long time. You know, Resource Label Group was started with this at the core of our um, DNA, so to speak. I mean, the the company was started as a company that uh, had this as their main core competency. We have produced these types of labels since the early 90s. And so it's not a new technology, but what's new about it is the ability to approach it from a different perspective. And also the the marketplace is demanding uh, more and more accountability, more and more information from their companies that they're 
spending their money with. And so with these consumers requiring this information, it's kind of morphing what a traditional um, we have to have it on their label looks like into a we want to have it on there because it um, kind of sends some sort of a, a message or a signal to our consumer. So outside of the, the mandatory section, right, like what goes into choosing the right ECL? Well, a lot of it has to do with the package that we're dealing with. So if somebody has a bottle, we would approach it from one um, standpoint. If they have a package that's going to be getting wet, we have to go with a certain avenue of extended content label. If they're going to have um, a package that is, um, you know, it has to have a booklet, for example. Some of our customers have, you know, 50-page books that are literally going onto a label. And so if you're going to have something with that amount of information, it has to be a certain kind of, of label. So really that's where uh, our expertise in this marketplace comes in play because our customers and prospects can come to us and say, you know, this is the, this is the struggle we're having and this is what we're trying to accomplish this is what the brand is trying to accomplish, and we don't know exactly where to go with it. And so that's what our folks at Resource Label Group are able to do is really steer our customers into the right uh, product. Is there a, you know, a, a use case or an example that comes up when I ask about you know, one of your more uh, intricate or, or, or nuanced uh, use cases, one that you know, really stands out to you? Yeah, we had one a couple of years ago that was very... Um, it was a very interesting application. We had a, a large CPG that wanted us to put a promotional label. And it wasn't actually carrying any of the brand um, required information. It was total promotional uh, messaging. There was no coupon involved. And they wanted it to basically stand out off the package. And they wanted the, the consumer to kind of see it like a flag on the shelf, waving to them off the bottle. And we had to make this to where it would work with all their different package types. And the interesting thing was this this particular um, piece we'd never produced before, and we didn't know of anybody else that had produced it before. It was kind of what they were asking for was very unique. So, I mean, the great thing is uh, with, with the experience at RLG, we're able to tap into a lot of knowledge, and we've got a lot of um, capability that is internally engineered. So our folks get together, they take a look at the equipment, they talk to the operators, and we were able to come up with a piece that delivered exactly what the brand was looking for and uh, executed it uh, flawlessly. And it was kind of an, an eye-opener for me as a uh, young manager in, in the company that, that we were able to kind of pull those resources together and, and figure that out for the customer. And it worked great. We saw it out on the store shelves, which is always fun to see. And um, the brand actually had a, a summit every year where they bring their vendors together and they highlighted that piece and talked about the uh, kind of a success story of how that worked out. So it was a, it was a really great uh, opportunity to partner on that project. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like a, a perfect example of all the different kinds of collaboration that, that go into a project like this, right? Which leads me right into my next question, which is, you know, this this generally seems like a, it's a seemingly simple label, right? But what are some of the things that you think, uh, you know, are, are, are on the more nuanced side or complex side that might get overlooked for people, you know, on the outside of the, the, the process? 
Sure. Well, you know, it's always funny. You think of making uh, labels or, you know, some people call them stickers for a living and they say, oh, you know, you put ink on paper and that's pretty much it. But there's so much more that goes into it on the back end. Um, a lot of engineering, a lot of um, thought process by our production team into how to make that label exactly what the customer needs so that when they do pick it up on the shelf, it does appear to be something that's simple. Um, and that's the whole point in, in packaging in general. You want the, the consumer, when they grab that product at the shelf, to think, well, it's really well thought out, it functions, and you know the product inside performs as, as expected, and I'll come back and buy this again. And so our labels are just another piece of that total package that uh, we really uh, try hard to, to make those perform flawlessly. And there's a lot that goes into them, but they do seem uh, pretty smooth and, and, and flawless at the store shelf. Yeah, yeah, that must be exciting. And, you know, as someone who gets to oversee this market, you know, from a, you know, a more focused place, has there been anything you've noticed or anything interesting that comes up when you think about how branding and, and uh, you know, not only a product, but also also a company and a, and a brand, I guess, you know, is there has, has there been any shifts that you've noticed over the last couple of years that stand out? Sure. I mean, I, I've been personally in this market for 15 years, and I know when I started in it in the early 2000s, it was um, very driven by large brands. And as you know, I mean, the the landscape for the consumer uh, goods markets has just changed so much and so drastically in the last five to 10 years, maybe even more on the five-year side. Um, where these larger companies are um, seeing some loss to these smaller startup companies and you know people that are buying from these brands these smaller brands are wanting to know where their product comes from they want to be connected to that brand they want to have that story told and which is why you see some of these bigger um, brands buying up the smaller brands to, to have that in the portfolio but where we really see this playing nicely with those new brands and those smaller boutique or organic or all natural brands is that ability to tell a story so where they may think I'm limited because I have a label on a bottle and I'm, I've got only got so much real estate to put my, uh, my brand out there. We can now offer them the ability to literally put a book on their brand. And if they want to tell a full on story, they can do it. And with uh, the digital printing revolution that's happening right now in, in printing, we can change things up and add variable data and, and different information onto that book so that they're, seeing uh, very unique messages to uh, specific to that brand, but maybe individual to the region or something like that. Right. Yeah. I didn't think about the digital printing, you know, being in this, this, uh, you know, moving forward in, in new and exciting ways. But yeah, I think we're seeing it across the industry where there is more of an emphasis and a better understanding of the, the power of a brand, right. And, and the, the, the impact, how you present yourself is gonna, is gonna have on, you know, everything else basically. So it, it's interesting to see both of those things kind of correlating and, and, and progressing together. But uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, if you look at, if you look at Coke, for example, you know, Coke did the, uh, has done the program for several years now, the Coke and a smile, or they have the, the individualized Cokes where it has names and different sayings on the bottles. Um, I mean, that's a, a great example of a big brand adapting to do something that's regional or do something that's more personalized to their consumers. And we really see, you know, that as a um, kind of a, a, a tie in with what we're trying to offer our customers is the ability to do that through extended content, through telling a story. Right. And obviously, right. That kind of, uh, 
printing that they're doing with the, you know, the names on there just wasn't possible before, right? Even if the idea was there. So um, is that another challenge that you're, you're seeing is, is kind of having to explain or, or I really be able to, to articulate what we're able to do now with all this technology? Sure. I mean, folks, especially folks that have been in the industry for a while on the purchasing side, they may not even be familiar because some of this stuff has happened so quickly. Um, just in the last few years, you're seeing such a transformation in the industry as far as the capabilities and technology. We have a whole smart products division that uh, focuses on this. And so there's just so much change with what the label's going to be able to do going forward and how we can tie those um, smart labels into even these extended content labels and make some really exciting uh, leaps in, in a technology that's been pretty much the same for a while. Like I was saying, those those buyers may not even know this stuff exists if they haven't been out um, searching for the the changes in the in the marketplace. So that's kind of our our task as sales to go out and, and, and educate and spread that word that there's new abilities and there's new uh, technology out there. So Aaron, the last thing I want to ask you about is, you know, as we're looking forward, what's what's on the horizon? What's got you excited about not only the future of Research Label Group, but just in this industry in general? Well, one really great thing uh, that we're working on now is kind of the marriage between um, our smart labels division, which focuses on near field communication, NFC inlays. Um, so when you think of NFC, we're basically talking about a chip that can carry data. And it, the newer smartphones, you think of Apple Pay, for example, that's NFC technology. You tap your phone and you get relevant content. So right now, what we're uh, what we're, what we're looking at is the marriage of um, NFC technology and extended content labels and what that may look like. So definitely stay tuned to Resource Label Group uh, for more information on that as we're, uh, we're working on that and we're excited about the futures in there. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that, that's a great answer. And Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate your time and thank you for being so candid with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.